0: Monday the 17th of May 2021. My name's Alex Elliott and you're listening to The Week in Iceland, the programme that asks what's been happening in Iceland this week, why it happened and why we should care. I'm joined this week by the Röv broadcast journalist Bílta Björnsdottir. Welcome to you. Tack, thank you. Um, Iceland will host an Arctic Council meeting this week as it hands over the rotating presidency to Russia for the next two years. Russian for- Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov and his American counterpart Anthony Blinken will meet in person for the first time in Reykjavik. Blinken arrives today later on and has meetings booked with the Icelandic President, Prime Minister and Foreign Minister. Play has taken another major leap towards becoming a reality, securing its flight operator's licence and its first plane, which is apparently at a paint workshop in the USA as we speak. The first flight will apparently be to London Stansted on the 24th of June. Half of adults in Iceland have received one or both COVID-19 shots so far, with another busy week ahead and a plan to remove face mask requirements in the country sometime in June or July. Last week's Me Too discussion has continued and developed, and the Prime Minister now says that there's some way to go in stimulating public awareness of the problem of gender-based abuse, and that the stories being shared online by women must lead to change. Work is underway to move large amounts of earth and rock around to try and divert lava flow from the geltinke volcanic eruption, which is likely to threaten the Suderstrand de Vegos road in the not-too-distant future. The earthworks may or may not work, uh, but the price tag of less than 10 million krona, or about 66,000 euros, was considered worth a shot. Only time will tell if it works. And it's Eurovision week. Um, Iceland is song number eight at Thursday's second semi-final, and is among the top four to six predicted to win the whole competition. But it's not all plain sailing, as the entire Icelandic delegation is in quarantine as we speak um, following confirmed infections at their hotel this weekend. So, where would you like to begin?
1: Shall we begin with Eurovision?
0: Why not? Yeah, why not? Go on.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, like you mentioned, it's, it's a big week in Iceland every time we participate. And I think we are twice excited now because there was no Eurovision last year. So, there has been a tremendous build-up. Um, and I think everyone has, you know, planned parties, especially on Thursday when Dadi and Gagnamagni are performing. Or are they performing? That's a big question, because like you mentioned, uh, we received this disturbing news that one in the Icelandic delegation tested positive with COVID yesterday. So Dadi uh, and his band, they are all in quarantine now and expecting results from their tests uh, around later today. Uh, If uh, hopefully they don't have COVID, but if one of them, one of the band has COVID, uh, they will not be able to perform in the semifinals. But uh, that, that kind of might, might come as a shock. But Iceland will always participate. Uh, if they can't perform live, uh, they will just air videos instead. So Iceland will be a part of the semifinals on Thursday and hopefully on stage.
0: Yeah. Um, don't want to put words or votes into anyone's fingers or if that's even an expression, but uh, <laughs> as they've got a very good chance of going through to Saturday. If one of the group members does have Covid... Can they perform on Saturday? Is that too soon?
1: Um, I think if if one of them has COVID, I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. I think they are... Yeah, that would be very tricky. Mm. But for all of us who have plans on Saturday to have Eurovision parties, I think it's very important that they (laughs) come up in the the semifinals.
0: And now every country involved has already pre-recorded a version of their song that can be played in the event of precisely this situation
1: exactly and they have also filmed the rehearsals so they will have something to show Mm. there will not be an empty blank space (laughs) but yeah and uh, it's interesting to see i mean it's uh, it's almost yeah it's interesting to see how this might have happened because you know they are just locked up in their hotel rooms all of them and i think they are you know getting covid tests you know every other day and they're not like they're you know at the supermarket or in the mall or anything. They're just in their hotel room and going to rehearsals. So, mm. but I think there are some uh, uh, they are uh, overviewing the hotel that the Icelandic delegation is staying at because there were all, was also uh, uh, someone infected in the Polish group and they are staying at the same hotel. Mm. So we'll see.
0: But I, I think in theory the groups are not supposed to be, to be mixing even in the hotel. So it's no, yeah, that's like true. you say, it's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, and the situation in Holland, in the Netherlands, is is, is not great either when it comes to COVID uh, at the moment. So they're taking this very, very seriously.
1: Of course, and it was always going to be a big risk. I mean, getting people from, you know, all these European countries with, you know, the situation is very various, but whether it's bad or good during the COVID. And this uh, is always not something that, you know, might have happened. And they, I think they planned or, yeah, Yeah, it's maybe not a surprise that, of course, someone in this big group of people from all over Europe catches COVID in this day and age.
0: What's your personal take on it? Because they said, like, from a year ago that we were definitely going to have a competition this year. They couldn't cancel it two years in a row. And that it could range from anything from satellite only, from home countries with no audience to completely normal. And they're clearly sort of somewhere in between those two extremes at the moment. How do you feel like... It's worked out.
1: I think it's a challenge like everything in COVID, but I'm very glad that they are, you know, putting the show on. I think we we would have benefited mentally just to have Eurovision last year. But, you know, now it's been two years since the last competition. So I think it's about time and we've been managed to do everything differently in COVID. So why not Eurovision?
0: Absolutely, yep. So we've got three shows this week. Tuesday evening, uh, the first semi-final starts at 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, live on RUV, both in English and Icelandic. Um, if you want the English stream, it'll be on RUV.is. Just look near the top of the homepage and hopefully it'll be there and, and a good a good stream uh, this time round. Um, Thursday as well, that's when Iceland's performing. And then the grand final on Saturday, all of them at 7 o'clock. True. So, sure. And should say that the stream will be available inside and outside of Iceland as well. So that's good if you're listening elsewhere. Anything else to add or shall we move on?
1: Uh, shall we just move on? Are we is yeah. just like everyone, waiting for the results and yes. planning our parties later, later this week, right?
0: Yeah, uh, by the time this programme goes out, um, hopefully they will know their results yeah. and, and and we will know whether or not there'll be a live performance yeah. on Thursday. Um, so but Iceland is participating. And yes.
1: That's the, yeah
0: that's the What's thing. most important yeah and if it does go out in the re- pre-recorded version I wonder how different it will look and how different it would feel and if it would really damage their chances yeah, or not I yeah. don't know it's a
1: good that question and to... whether Iceland will be the only one who are not performing live mm. I don't know what you know the situation is with per, for example the Polish group I'm not yeah. sure I don't know because no.
0: the, 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 the infection in their delegation I'm not sure if that's one of the musicians No, I'm not it's not is it
1: maybe they're just waiting results like that I'm not
0: sure yeah. Very interesting. Um, fingers crossed for mm-hmm. the best solution. Yes. Um, there is other massive news this week. Uh, I th- did you want to go next? I should ask you.
1: Should we talk about the people who are coming to visit Iceland this year? No, this week. Yes. The Secretary of State.
0: Yes. We. Yeah. It's kind of significant, isn't it? Yeah,
1: it is. <laughs> uh, Anthony Blinken, the U.S. Secretary of State, is coming tonight. Uh, And he's coming from Denmark, where he spent the the day with the Queen and the Prime Minister there this morning. He is, of course, attending the Arctic Council on Thursday, as well as uh, Sergei Lavrov, Russia's foreign minister. But they decided to use the trip to meet, like you mentioned earlier, for the first time here in Reykjavik, which is kind of a big deal. And I think a lot of people around the world are excited about what they're going to be discussing uh, Antony Blinken is, like I said, coming tonight and he's meeting tomorrow with Katrin Jakobstóttir, the Icelandic Prime Minister. Uh, he's also meeting with Guðni Tiá the President of Iceland, and uh, Guðnir Thoroson, the Foreign Minister, and uh, Minister of Foreign Affairs, tomorrow. So, and we, of course, will be watching his almost every step. Uh, I think it's, I'm not sure if the security is as much as when uh, Mike uh, Pence came here last year, but... Definitely, there's going to be high security, and yeah, it's going to be exciting. But like I said, what what they're go- going to be discussing, and and of course the Arctic Council on Thursday. Yeah. Not only Eurovision on Thursday.
0: Not <laughs> only. Well, it depends on who <laughs> it, you ask. Yeah. True. <laughs> um, that yeah. So it's their first meeting uh, in person, which is highly unusual already because he's been you know there since January. Um, yeah. But COVID.
1: Mm-hmm, true.
0: Um, what's the media reaction like? Because in this circumstance, we would probably expect hundreds of foreign media to descend on Reykjavík to watch. Uh, That's probably not going to be happening this time.
1: Some, yeah, there there is some media coming. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the volcano is also an attraction for for a trip here. But yeah, some media are coming, but of course, due to COVID restrictions, this is very uh, different than it would be. But uh, yeah, I think... uh, uh, people around the world are going to be excited about this meeting mm. because there's also been you know discussions of whether uh Putin and Joe Biden are going to meet maybe not in Iceland but maybe who knows mm. maybe we'll see how how this meeting will go
0: yeah um and it's shining more of a light on the arctic council than possibly not ever before, but then, then you know, in recent times, um, right at the end of Iceland's two years, pre- two year presidency of the organisation, um, and it's quite a big and powerful organisation, containing the you know major powers: USA, Russia, mm-hmm. uh, Canada, Iceland, the Nordic countries, mm-hmm. um, with observer membership from a lot of other countries, including China, um, and so yeah. It, Shining more of a light on it is probably a, a good thing. And Russia's taking over for the next two years. Yes. Have we got any indication about how their policy, how their direction might differ from Iceland's?
1: Uh, no, but I think that we will find out later this week.
0: Mm. Absolutely. And do you have any reflections on the past two years?
1: It's um, a good question. I think it's just uh, it, it has been... Uh, Good for Iceland to be in this position for the last couple of years because uh, this is an area in the world which is getting more and more attention every year from the big states. Mm. So it has been valuable to have something to say about the discussion regarding the area.
0: Yeah. So Iceland has been leading, if you will, the the Arctic Council during a tough period, a very tough period. You know, obviously, Russia has its natural resources. um, emphases in the in the high north and, and, and the Trump administration had its priorities and its emphases mm-hmm. and then there was the whole purchasing Greenland thing True. Um, it's been a turbulent time and, and the issues of arctic affairs and climate change are, are never more pressing so
1: Anthony Blinken is going to Greenland from here yes he is yeah, yeah. So.
0: and it was interesting to see The emphases or the the, the priorities for the meetings with the Icelandic authorities are human rights, bilateral relations and climate change. Mm -hmm. And that's different to last time. Yeah, true. When when Pompeo and when Mike Pence came Mm -hmm. a couple of years ago, those were not the issues.
1: But but still uh, interesting that, you know, the US Secretary of State from the the, the US has come here, you know, now Blinken. But it's only not so long ago, Mike Pompeo was here, so... Mm. Clearly, this is an area of interest to the US government, Mm. whether who is in charge.
0: Yeah. And that fits nicely with the news last week that we saw about um, submarine patrols Mm -hmm. from yeah, which were 10 times more last year than they were a few years ago, Mm -hmm. because like you say, the emphasis is changing. The emphasis is shifting. Mm -hmm. And the key players in that are the USA and Russia. Mm -hmm. So that puts even more of a spotlight on this week's meeting, doesn't it? Yeah,
1: that's true. it's going to be exciting to see what will come out of it.
0: Yeah. Great. Okay. Um, where next?
1: Uh, vaccinations. Yes. Yeah. Why not? So,
0: yeah, half of adults have had one shot already. Yeah. Tens of thousands more this week coming.
1: 24,000 will be vaccinated this week with okay. four different vaccines. I think it's Moderna today, Pfizer tomorrow, and then uh, Janssen and AstraZeneca, I think. Yeah. And like you mentioned... Uh, some getting the first shot other the second. Mm. So is I think oh, oh, everyone is getting the feeling that you know it's it's happening finally this is you know you're waiting by the phone getting, waiting to get an sms about what's when it's your ter- when it's your turn. Yeah. A new word uh, popped up in the news last year. No, last week, sorry. Uh, vaccination envy. We heard that. Yes. <laughs> People who are not getting the te- text messages but their friends are ge- getting one so they are envious.
0: Mm. And Thorover Knudsen the chief epidemiologist was asked about this and he said how wonderful it is to see in his opinion and yeah. he never anticipated it would be possible or you know a thing
1: be a competition about this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he was happy about that that everyone uh, almost everyone is going to get vaccinated.
0: Because, I mean, Katrin studied was vaccinated last week and she yeah. said, you know, she's scared of needles. Mm-hmm. Um, she could do it. So. Yeah, and she could do it. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Um, they said all along that there isn't going to be this sort of switch moment. It's going to be a slow and gradual, long process to get back to normality. Mm-hmm. And we do seem to be there right now, don't we? I yes. mean, the limits are going up. We've got some tourists, almost all Americans at the moment, but that will that will change mm-hmm. um, and yeah it's a slow process
1: it is and I think it's a, a, a it's a, like a fragile moment because you know everyone is uh, spring is coming and the summer is coming and everyone is you know wanting to do something and maybe throw parties and do something fun mm. after being uh, almost locked away at your house for over a year now so hopefully we will get the Immunity as a society before something, before the third, no, the fourth wave, hopefully we'll yeah. stay clear of that.
0: Yeah. And the, the, obviously we're seeing threats from overseas about this, the, the Indian variant, mm-hmm. um, which hasn't been detected domestically yet. It has come up at the border. Yeah. Um, but it does seem that the vaccines do at least work against that still.
1: Yeah. Um. I think we've learned that in the COVID time, just it's one day at a time and we never know what's going to happen.
0: Mm, it is. Talking of tourists, so, um, the the UK opened its borders slightly as of today, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering if that's going to have an impact on us, if we're going to see an influx of British tourists. because It might be, yeah. I think there's only 12 countries on this list, and Iceland is one of them.
1: Mm-hmm. That might be. And now we have, like you mentioned earlier, a new uh, company that's going to be flying to mm-hmm. and from Iceland. So.
0: London, the first uh, yeah. destination, Yeah. which... Isn't surprising, I no, guess. No, that's true. It was either that or Copenhagen. True, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a story that's been going on for over two years as well. Yes. And completely messed up by COVID, obviously. Who mm-hmm. would start an airline now? <laughs> um, are you surprised to see that it will actually probably happen?
1: No, I'm not surprised. I think this is something that, you know, uh, has come up many times. Uh, other people trying to hold out the airline in Iceland mm. and for uh, competition, uh, in the country of course that's good mm. and that's going to be exciting to see how they will yeah
0: well I mean I'm not surprised to see that there will be a second Icelandic airline yeah. but that it should be this one after all this time yeah. and all that extended period of silence um um, I think
1: this takes time, it, I, I imagine. I haven't started that airline yet, yet? <laughs> yet, but I imagine it, it's a lot of paperwork and a lot of time it takes, especially now during these strange times.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, there is one thing about starting a business. If you start in the worst of times and you survive, that promises well for the best of times. True. A lot of businesses that start at the top and then struggle when things get hard... That won't lesson. be the case. Yeah, yeah, true. That won't be the case <laughs> with this one. Um, yeah, very interesting. Where shall we go next?
1: It, I think it's been very interesting to see uh, this new Me Too movement in Iceland. Mm. Uh, there was a story over the weekend that uh, Stigamod, which is a centre for survivors of sexual violence, they provide like free and confidential counselling. Uh, there are three times as many that seek assistance now with the organization these last days and weeks than on average before. Uh, on average, they were saying that uh, 50 to 60 people are on their waiting list, but now there are 160 people on the waiting list. And this, of course, has happened before when people start talking about what has happened. It has a influence on others to speak up. Mm. But I think it's, yeah, it's interesting to, you know, this is... I'm not going to say a never-ending story, but there obviously hasn't been enough of a change, although this is not the first Me Too movement. Mm. There's still a lot of work to be done, obviously.
0: Me Too itself is an international movement, an international thing, hence why the hashtag is in English. Um, This second coming of it, this second version, is very much Icelandic. I, I don't think it has it didn't start overseas this time around, did it?
1: No, it didn't, but I think after the first international movement I think this has popped up in in different uh, countries at different times. All, uh, we know what the why it happened now here in Iceland, but uh, it, it happened in Denmark last year mm-hmm. when a pop, a popular uh, TV host uh, talked about her experience. And then there came another Me Too movement in Denmark. So I think uh, after the first one, it has popped up uh, in different countries in different times because mm-hmm. of something that's happening in the country.
0: Yeah. There's been some criticism this time of perhaps de-villainizing mm-hmm. perpetrators of abuse and violence. Um and I understand the reasons for those. People are saying, you know, we need to talk about this openly. We don't need to say that this person is pure evil mm-hmm. um, because even good people do bad things. And maybe by destigmatizing it a little bit, you can get them to admit that they've done something wrong where instead of just being defensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and other people have responded to that saying, well... Maybe that's going too far. Um, You know, maybe I've certainly seen comments online, people saying, well, no, now you're just saying it's okay to be an abuser.
1: Yeah, true. Yeah, it's a thin line, but I think it's better to, I think it's important that uh, not everyone, yeah, everyone, you know, looks over what they have done. Maybe not, you know, if they've stepped over some boundaries at any time. And there was also an interesting story over the weekend about locker room talk. Uh, with the sports movements, uh, where they are talking about that, you know, every, especially guys who have practiced football, they recognize that, you know, in the locker room they're talking, you know, disrespectfully about women, and you get the feeling that you have to participate, otherwise, you are the weakest link. Mm. So that's just one angle of the whole uh, problem that, you know, I think everyone must participate if we are going to do some progress, if we are not going to have, you know, third and a fifth and a tenth Me Too wave and nothing changes. it is it. Of course, it begins with people who have experienced violence or have are, are survivors of violence, Them speaking up. But everyone needs to participate. It's not just their problem. Everyone yeah. needs to, you know help, we need to help each other
0: out. Mm -hmm. And what do you think of the response so far? I mean, among others from politicians, including the prime minister.
1: Um, I think that, of course, it's, you know, like everything. Uh, They're not everyone on board, but I, I get the feeling that men also are, you know, listening more and wanting to participate, maybe because of what you mentioned, you know, we're not out there to crucify anyone, it's just to talk about a problem that obviously is there Mm -hmm. and maybe it's better to find the solution together
0: Yeah A question of perception as well though Um, when does what some people might term banter become abuse Mm -hmm. where's the line and I'm not asking you to answer that question I don't think anybody knows but yeah there, there are many questions about how we all deal with this problem mm-hmm. because as long as anyone's feeling uncomfortable, marginalized, made to feel less than anybody else, mm-hmm. then it's a problem. But pe- maybe the people doing it don't realize they're doing it all the time.
1: Yeah, that, that's why it starts with a discussion and honesty mm. to, to talk about, you know, your feelings and how you feel in certain circumstances. Or I think that's where it begins. But, mm. of of course, it must lead to something.
0: Yeah. Do we run the risk of dividing people right now? Because the whole point of this movement is to unite people, to get everyone talking.
1: I think every revolution starts like that. You, you can't have... A, it's not a revolution if, you know, everyone is on, on board Then there's no discussion. Mm. So, of course, uh, yeah, that's going to... People are going to have different opinions. But if you talk about that politely i think something good might come out of it
0: Mm -hmm. no definitely agree um do you think this is going to rumble on for many more weeks throughout the summer or i mean this conversation i mean that it being top of the headlines
1: i think so yes but it's yeah, it's difficult to predict what's going to be in the headlines having a pandemic and a volcano but you know we'll see I think it's not it's not finished, at least the Me Too uh, movement and the Me Too discussion. It's not it doesn't end here.
0: No. And it would be a shame if it did because true, yeah. that would represent a fading out and yeah. people have been putting putting their hearts on the line, mm-hmm, really. And, and under their own names this time as yeah, well. Yeah. So it would be a shame if it didn't come to anything. That's true. Right, we've got just a couple of minutes left, so maybe time to talk a bit about the volcano. Um, because, you know. Why wouldn't we? It's been th- on the agenda every <laughs> week uh, for ages now. Um, and it's, yeah, it's acting very volatile mm-hmm. uh, still. We're getting huge spouts of uh, lava up into the sky that you can see from, from town. Yeah, People are, from here, yeah, from our office. It's wonderful. Yeah, it is. Um, but it's causing finally now some danger to some infrastructure. Uh, the, the 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 road along the south of the peninsula. Yeah, that
1: might happen. So could. Yeah so they're trying to pre- prevent that from happening
0: mm. and how are they doing that
1: uh they are you you described it well <laughs> in the beginning of the show right they were they are uh with big machines trying to dig some holes or building a wall
0: yeah the banks kind of, of earth a, i but, yeah, think true. Yeah. one to the west one to the east yeah to try and divert it away from um Norte? yeah yeah um from which point it could then flow down because i that, so that's a valley right is it that goes down to the, towards the sea.
1: what's the yeah, divert, yeah.
0: Yeah, and if they do divert it away from there, where does it go then? Do you know? Just,
1: I'm not sure. No. But having been there twice, there's plenty of there's plenty of room there for lava.
0: <laughs> That's true. There yeah. is. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's not sure that this will work, but it's interesting to see that it's not that expensive to do. Yeah. Ten million and, kroner isn't a great deal.
1: And this is the first time in, what is it been? A month or two since the volcano erupted. Well, it was 19th of two, March. Yeah, so. yeah, two two months. Mm. So, it's I think we're quite lucky that this is the first you know major constructions that needs to be done to, pre- to prevent maybe something happening. Yeah. Otherwise, it has been just running wild. <laughs>
0: mm. And on when it first started back then, people were saying, "What's the danger?" Yeah. And this particular road was the. Pretty much the only thing that was flagged up mm-hmm. that that is that danger and yeah. people kind of got their heads around the fact that yeah maybe maybe part of it will be destroyed, and we're okay with that mm-hmm.
1: um if that's the worst thing that you know we would figure that out definitely,
0: yeah, because the the bigger um more busy road is to the north of the peninsula mm-hmm. anyway mm-hmm. so it wouldn't be a total loss, but definitely worth trying this yeah, especially for, for a mere ten million kroner. yeah. And interesting to see how it works out. Uh, also interesting to see how it works out with the tourists, as we were talking mm-hmm. um, before. More and more people are going there. Um, I know that every, I think, American tourist, vaccinated American tourist that has been coming over the last few weeks has pretty much gone there. Yeah. Uh, understandably.
1: Yeah. Understandably, yes.
0: And and will continue to do so. Um, they're building up infrastructure, the better paths, they're building a toilet block, uh, sort of making the car park not made out of mud. Mm-hmm. Um and this is very necessary i think then. Yeah, you?
1: definitely. Definitely. It's it's very well uh, constructed mm. and organized. Mm. With the car parks and the roads and everything.
0: And even if the eruption ends tomorrow, people are want to people will want to visit it for, you know, decades. Yeah, see the lava, come. Yeah, true. Yeah.
1: And it's a nice hike. It's not that difficult and yeah, so perfect day to walk up there
0: and it has been a lot of perfect days recently we've been very lucky with the weather yeah um didn't even mention the fires and the no true yeah the the first ever danger alert for fires Mm -hmm. um has that been cancelled yet because we have had rain this weekend
1: yeah we had some rain i'm I'm not sure if it has been cancelled but i think the danger is still there but maybe uh, hopefully not as much as it was last last week
0: yeah but, yeah, don't go out into nature and, no. and barbecue stuff. No, and don't smoke. And don't smoke. <laughs> Take sandwiches and snooze. Yes, <laughs> if you must. If you must. <laughs> well, sandwiches, you definitely yes, should. Yeah.
1: Yes, yes, we, we recommend them.
0: We recommend eating.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well... I'm afraid that's it. We're out of time already. Um, the Week in Iceland will be back next Monday, the 24th of May on As forward slash English, roov Ruf English on Facebook through the Rove app and your favourite podcast platform. Huge thanks to my guest today, Bith Debian and also to Lydia Greta Stottir for running the studio. We finish today, of course, uh, with 10 Years by Tadi or Gagnamagnith. And don't forget, you can watch all three shows live with me in English on roof.is. starting tomorrow on Tuesday evening at seven o'clock, Icelandic time, and yes, available around the world. I hope to see you then, uh, but in the meantime, bye for now.
2: We've been together for a decade now Still every day I'm loving you more If I could do it again. I'd probably do it all the same as before. I don't want to know what would have happened if I never had had your love. How did it become myself before I met you? I don't want to know what would have happened if I never had your love. Everything about you, I like. We started out so fast, now we can take it slower. Love takes some time, takes a little time, so take a little time. It likewise How does it keep getting better? Every day I'll find a new way to move. The time we spend together mm, simply feels good We got a good thing going And just when I thought That my heart was full I found places that I never explored